0: Thank you. what's up everybody we are back welcome to real chronicles brought to you by realtalking.com i'm your host david i got the whole crew with me today hi jen hey guys hi rye what's happening meg the geek is back what is up Ayo. you've returned from camp crystal lake i heard they kept you there for about three weeks
1: (sighs) you know what and i survived and i became the final girl
0: that's awesome how did you kill jason
1: Oh, see, I can't tell you, but you're going to find out in the sequel. Awesome.
0: Can't wait. Can't <laughs> wait. <laughs> mm. So t- this week, we are actually looking at Netflix distributed films. And I purposely said distributed films because not all Netflix films are original Netflix releases. So there are some films on my list that people will be like, wait a minute, this wasn't released by Netflix, but it was so we will get to that in a little bit but before we get to that let's get into the news of the week exciting news coming from Sony Marvel for once Uh, Olivia Wilde will be directing a female led untitled Marvel Sony movie I love Booksmart it's her directorial debut and she is it's so so good anyone anyone that compares it that calls it a and I I was guilty of it until I actually saw it You were a female super bad I was wrong. it is such a deep, great movie i I am so happy with this choice. Jen thoughts
2: uh I'm really excited. I've known Olivia Wilde since back in the day with uh the OC when she yes. was not being a director um and I, I guess the OC was probably her first real big show at the time but uh yeah, so going back to those OC days. I'm a big fan. I really liked Booksmart. Um, I have a good feeling about this. I think she'll do a terrific job, and yeah, excited.
0: Meg, what about you?
2: Dude,
1: I mean, I I love her. She's she's. I feel like she's such like a feminist, and I know. I think Jen will agree with me on she this. She Yeah, that she's like such a great choice for directing a fem- female movie, because you know, Captain Marvel was supposed to be this huge feminist movie, and it was and Black Widow is supposed to be a huge feminist feminist movie which I know it will be. So with Olivia Wilde joining on, I feel like it's going to be a great ride. Um and same with Booksmart. Like that's it's just a feel good movie. Anytime I'm down, it's just you just pop it in, you watch it and it's always a fun ride. Yep. And I know she will just dominate this. Rye? And
2: I want to see a female writer. Yes. Let's pair it off, guys.
1: Right. What about you? I'm not familiar with her work, so I
3: can't really say. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, Ryan, <laughs> just say yes. Just say yes and watch Book Smart, and I think you'll be okay. All
3: right, awesome.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, the rumors are that she it's Spider Woman. So right I mean, because that's all Sony can do anyway. So it's the Spider Man franchise.
2: That's
0: true. Spider- Actually, Gwen. that's a good point. Or Spider? Oh, Ryan, you I don't don't I don't speak that. In- I oh my god, don't tease me. Don't <laughs> tease me.
2: Maybe she'll do yeah, black two
0: cat- movies. Oh, or Black Cat, yeah. I heard, would be. I originally thought she was MCU until I saw that it was a Sony Marvel product, and that's when I started trying to see maybe a Spider Woman, maybe Spider Gwen, Black Cat. If it, if it's Spider Gwen, Emma Stone's not doing anything right now.
1: No, <laughs> uh, so if it's Spider Gwen, Haley Steinfeld. Oh, I mm. guess they're
0: they're gonna yeah, cause she she is the animated voice, yeah. right? Yeah. So that's exactly why cool but yeah we'll see what happens with that i'm excited this should be a great 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 addition to the to the sony marvel because i think in the last few years they've kind of started to get it going the right direction maybe venom isn't that great but spider-verse is great Mm -hmm. so we'll see what happens with that and that's all the news i outside of what we're going to get into now because i really wanted to focus on dc fandom which took place throughout yesterday on saturday So, first reactions for me, covering San Diego and covering this, I felt there was so much more that came out of this than San Diego Comic-Con. I was actually talking to Jen, like, our impressions were really, really high throughout yesterday compared to any of the days at Comic-Con. So, it shows how impactful it was in terms of the news, and I actually think that it was actually more organized.
2: Yeah, it definitely felt more organized. I feel like there was really, I think, and I don't even know if it was just more our internet or what, whatnot, but like the streams were pretty good. We, they mm-hmm. never really broke out. I think we had a pause or two somewhere and it may have been just our internet. Um, I noticed that like on my laptop and as opposed to Dave's laptop, there was a slight delay between, which could have been something that they did in order because you had everybody tuning in from all around the world. I love the way that their schedule was set up, where you could just change the, to your time zone and you just knew um, what time the panels were from wherever you were. Um, I think all I feel like San Diego was a little underwhelming because it was really nothing. Everything was all pre-recorded, and I know that this was pre-recorded, but it just felt very different. Yeah, it felt like, a bit more natural. Yeah, it felt more natural. It felt like they really like, they really showed the fans, like they got fan questions, they got fan tattoos, fan cosplay, like they really did everything to get, they had enough time, they gathered all the materials that they needed, they got everyone on schedule to ask these questions, you know, having Henry Cavill, Be- uh, Ben Affleck, like ask a question. Like th- those were interesting, like hearing it from the fans. Like it just felt like you connected better. Um, And then I think it was just really smart of DC to do this just because like they held they probably could have dropped some bombs at San Diego, but they held it for their own and they really made it an event like I think this is something pretty cool. I wouldn't even be surprised if Marvel at some point tries to replicate it. (laughs) I don't know why they haven't done this
0: before. Marvel should should have their own con.
2: Um, Yeah, who knows? You know, I mean, but. I think it was. I think it was good, and I would definitely want to participate again if they choose to do this again next year.
0: Meg, what about you?
2: You
1: know, I think one of the reasons it worked so well in their favor is because it was only 24 hours. Unlike San Diego, where we can still go back and watch everything, you know, with this, if now that it's over, it's you gone. miss the panel, you miss the panel, you could just see the trailers. So I think that's what, that's one of the reasons it worked. Um, because you got everybody hyped up, and it's like, I gotta watch it, I gotta watch it. I don't want to read. The, I don't want to be an afterthought of this yep. you know and it was just kind of like what Jen was saying you know it just flowed perfectly you never knew what we kind of knew some stuff of what to expect but they were constantly dropping bombs yep I agree and it was just I I didn't watch every single panel because it was eight hours long but um based on everything I did see it was it was never a dull moment
0: yeah I agree I, since we were covering we pretty much did everything yeah we
2: watched like everything.
0: um and I, I will say there was something for everybody. Like yeah, even yeah. the video game, uh, the two vid- the two big two big video game oh, ones were yeah. so so good, and they were so <laughs> huge. And me being, I'm not a huge gamer, but a mediocre gamer,
2: I was even like, oh,
0: okay, I want more of this. It was you were sh- texting yeah. me about that. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, so so good.
2: I think but- they did a good balance in like balancing the schedule.
0: Yep. And uh, shout out to Jim Lee before we get to Ryan. I want to know what his day was like when they recorded all these because the the (laughs) man was on every single panel. Every (laughs) single panel, it felt like. Pretty much. But, Ryan, what did you think?
3: It was a fun day to be a DC fan, man. Uh, Like, like pretty much. It's been a while, man. It's been a while. (laughs) Yeah.
0: It's uh, right. You're more and I guess Jen can talk on this more. um, Since we're such big Joker fans of the movie, like I felt like we get little sprinkles every couple of years Like we get Joker. And then a couple of years later, we get something else. Now, for the first time in a long time, I feel like there was a lot of good content coming from DC.
2: Isn't it kind of like loving a sports team? You have those highs and those lows. Yeah.
0: I have a lot of lows as a sports fan. So I, I don't I don't I'm have a giant period.
3: fan so a lot of low yeah, yeah. lows.
1: Yeah, big time lows as a giant fan. It's like being a Mets fan when the Mets finally did win 34 years ago.
2: Pre- Uh-oh. All, All right. right, no more sports. That's <laughs> it. I was just trying to be cool and make like
1: That, that, was, a a good, that was a good that was a good analogy comparison.
2: and But
0: let's let's get into some of the highlights of the of the day. So let's start off with the first panel of the day, which is the Wonder Woman '84 panel, which was the lady so great, so great. I love the Linda Carter cameo. And now, j- the,
2: super I cried.
0: The trailer. Let's get into the trailer. Looks good. It looks so good. I already argued with people on Instagram about this, and it, it's wonderful.
2: Uh, I think it looks good. I think it looks fun. Um, I'm really excited that I think they're gonna. They said that they were going to try to keep the theatrical release, so it should be October second, twenty twenty one. Um, it's definitely a movie I would love to see in theaters over, like, video on demand, personally, because I want to see it on a big screen, especially Cheetah. Mm-hmm. Uh We mm-hmm. got our first glimpse at her. She looks great. I think she mm-hmm. looks good. It was a little dark, so it was a little. I really want to look at those facial features, though. Yeah. And see how CGI they are. I CGI-y think DC learned from. Or, uh, the first <laughs> no
0: not even that uh black panther uh-huh. when uh killmonger and and black panther are fighting in that tunnel and it was too dark okay i think they learned not to to was it too dark oh i think it was too dark in theaters it, they blend they blended in if it wasn't for the uh, suits, blended in too, hmm. too much i didn't really like that too much okay. but um but no I, I i think dc won't mess that up but cheetah looks great from from what we saw Yeah. meg what do you think mm-hmm. you said you cried
1: i think i mean i i cried throughout the whole Panel and trailer, um, because just my love for Wonder Woman is so strong. But I think I'm really excited to see Cheetah's actual outfit. Because at first, like as the trailer was progressing, I was like, oh, okay, her outfit's kind of made from like handmade items, so it's not like you know your typical villain type of outfit where all of a sudden it's like, wait, where did they get the materials to make that? But at the end. I really liked how they actually obviously made it Cheetah, but I'm excited that they didn't really show her face too much. Like kind of like the CGI because they just gave quick glimpses and not enough to really get a full profile shot because I think they're going to wait to reveal it at, in the actual film.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: And I, I just can't wait. Like, it's just going to be phenomenal. And that final shot where, or not final shot, but like final uh, spot where wonder woman, like throws Cheetah over her.
0: Yes. That was great.
1: I was like, oh it's gonna be a fun time
0: and, and i'm such a sucker for 80s movies that, yes. that just adds to it the soundtrack's probably can gonna be really great can we
2: talk about the fanny pack who wouldn't want to be that fanny pack oh just i will i mean i will
0: volunteer as tribute to be that fanny pack
2: i mean hello
0: i i do like and they talked about it on the on the panel that we're going to get a reverse of the fish out of water situation yeah. which i like <laughs> that i think will be really funny? i think it'll be funny yeah yeah, yeah. Rye, what did you think
3: I thought the trailer was awesome, the panel was awesome seeing Wonder Woman whip from lightning bolt to lightning bolt, yes. was fucking amazing. Um just yeah, everything about it was awesome. You seeing know what I'm... like the fans dressed up at like that one fan that looked like her stunt double yes, was phenomenal. Yes, that was great. Oh,
0: wow. You know what I think we're getting? And I I think we're going to get the Invisible Jet this movie. That would be awesome. I yeah. yeah, I think we're getting it.
1: Because when he was talking about when he was talking about the jet and she's like, "Star" So that, that would be a good reason to give us the invisible jet this time. I think yeah. I think they held it
0: purposely because let's you know, let's make us love her. We not love every the gadgets that she brings. I think that invisible jet would be really, really, really dope. Uh so yeah, that that they also had another panel. I wasn't really gonna get too into detail, but they revealed the Wonder Woman eighty logo, which for looks incredible. Year. I love it for twenty twenty one. It's phenomenal. Yep. Uh next one. Not underwhelming, but I wish we got more, was the flash panel. Rye, did you get the chance to see that one?
3: Uh, The movie one? Y-
0: the movie yeah. one, yeah. So we didn't really get much. It was only
2: like 10 minutes. It was
0: like 10 minutes long, and all we really got was um some concept
2: art. Well, but that concept art... did have Michael Ke-
0: Did have Michael Keaton's Batman in it, and I loved every second we're of that we're almost
2: certain it was because it oh, it's, it's it's
0: michael key and you can it has a jawline in the it concept art. yeah it's iron. it's michael it key uh rye did you mark out for that
3: oh yeah no the concept art and everything was phenomenal and yeah no i definitely marked and
0: out. i'm thinking that the suit was given the new suit was made by bruce wayne bruce. like michael yeah. key is bruce wayne so i'm uh, i can't i cannot wait for that meg did you get a chance to see that one no, I checked out of that one. All right, cool. So, next one up that I wanted to talk about was The Black Adam. We didn't get much, but anytime The Rock talks, I just want I just listen.
2: I think <laughs> The Rock is a great showman. He knows, especially from mm-hmm. his wrestling days, he knows how to work the room even if he's the only one in it and He's working that camera. He's in, he sounds he sounded enthusiastic about everything that he's been doing, the project he's been working on for years. Um I I'm excited.
0: I, I don't know and anything. I don't know anything about Black Adam. I don't know anything about Black Adam, but um The Rock is in it and that's I the
2: I watch Baywatch with For The Rock. For the Rock. <laughs> <laughs> we watch everything for The Rock. Yeah,
0: I I, I don't mm-hmm. think I've missed a movie The Rock has ever been in because I just love him so much. Uh but outside of that, I mean, can't wait for it. I have no idea what the hell is going to happen and I don't know what it's about.
2: Also Noah Centineo is in it. Mm-hmm. So excited for that. That'll definitely bring in some teen tween girls.
0: I didn't know it was next December already. I thought it was Oh, it's next yeah, December? I thought it was a 2022 release, but it's a, oh. uh, December 2021. Awesome. So it's a good little time for Fingers the, Crossed. The ro- yeah, Doesn't Fingers get pushed. Crossed. Uh <laughs> and The Rock makes money in December with Jumanji's.
2: The Rock makes The Rock makes money in all months, everything. <laughs> everything. Let's Let's be real here
0: right did you catch that one
3: i caught the tail end of it which i got me stoked because dr fate might be in it so i'm happy about that and the
0: rock cut a promo on superman batman wonder woman shazam he cut a promo on everyone at the end which was fantastic (laughs) uh meg did you catch that one
1: i caught him talking about it but i I had to step out so i didn't get to see the actual like the the big portions of it so i only caught like a second of it all right cool so
0: the next one was more Let's let you know Patrick Wilson is in the sequel, the Aquaman one. Yes. Not a lot of, not a lot came from that outside of conf- confirmation that Patrick Wilson will be returning in Aquaman two. But it's just, it was cool to see some of the behind the scenes stuff in in the original Aquaman. So, uh, nothing really to report there outside of that. The Shazam one. I oh, was so, so happy mm-hmm. when I saw Sinbad on that screen.
2: <laughs> Kazam. Just
0: the just fact kidding. that. Sh- Sinbad is going to be in Shazam. is <laughs> so great. It's so so great. And and we now know the movie's called Shazam: uh, Fury of the Gods. Yeah, that's what the title of the sequel. You also had, go like, ahead. All
2: the cast come back, go including ahead. another OC alum, Adam Brody.
4: You yes, sh- well, who I
2: marked out in the first movie when he came on because we didn't know who who the kids were gonna play, like who the adults were. Like we didn't know who the cast was at the time we saw the yeah. movie. So I marked out when I was like, oh, my God, well, it's Seth Cohen.
0: They never once hinted that we were going to get the Shazam family. Yeah. yeah. So well, that I was guess. a great surprise. But again,
2: Shazam was a character that I didn't really know too much about. I was just really excited because I like Zachary Levy from Chuck and from Tangled and all the other stuff he's done. And he's been on uh, Mrs. Maisel and just everything. So
0: I think I've asked this on the show before, but I'll give Cute you a him. trivia that I think maybe Ryan knows. Jennifer, why is he called Shazam? Why was DC? Why did DC give him the name Shazam? Oh,
2: because of that other character.
0: What was his original name? I don't remember. You know it,
2: Captain Marvel.
0: Captain Marvel.
2: Sorry, it just came back. And they lost
0: the rights to the name, I believe. And then you put a lot of pressure
2: on us to like come through with like if it is a movie tagline. But I have I have have
0: faith in everybody here. That's why stressful. All right, so that's (laughs) all the Shazam news I have. Uh, I wanted to spend some time on the last two, so
2: I. We know you're saving the other one for last. so, w- mm-hmm. so I saved the main event one.
0: for last. I saved yeah, the main yeah, event so for last. Go ahead so, to this one.
2: Because this one was a good panel.
0: Which one? The, the this last one, they, one?
2: No. Well, both. But this one that you're going to talk about now is a great panel. That was a great panel.
0: Which one? What am I going to talk about, Jennifer? Do you want me
2: to announce yes. it? Yes. The Suicide Squad?
0: Yes. Oh, so good. I was like,
2: if you weren't talking about this, I don't know what you were watching so last this,
0: night. I, I think <laughs> that everything David Ayer did wrong...
2: Will be corrected. Will be here. corrected
0: now. Yep. It looks mm-hmm. so so good. It, it's and I'm gonna get Jenny to watch a war movie because it looks like it takes place in Vietnam.
2: No.
1: It looks like they're bringing Vietnam to modern day. If I'm not mistaken, is it?
2: Um, that that's, Oh, that's I believe
1: I you. I believe you. I mean, I. I, I, I think
2: I, David I, Ayers. I It's just it was so much darker Mm -hmm. in tone, but this with James Gunn at the helm, I think it's just and the fact that he wrote it, it's gonna be more fun. I think. I mean, the colors, the costumes, um, just like the comedy, I think is gonna be great. Um, I mean, we've seen what he's done with Guardians of the Galaxy, so Mm -hmm. it's just gonna be.
0: Can can we for for you and for Jen and Meg, can we talk about Harley's progression from Suicide Squad to now?
1: I literally was just thinking about that so there's I, actually a picture Ah, yeah,
0: good because so i can i can mention it on here now so since you saw meg so in suicide squad she has a picture on a uh, tattoo on her back that says property of joker
2: mm-hmm.
0: in the new trailer the tattoo is still there but now it says property of no one
2: i like yes. that but we've seen that uh, right because we saw that transition go in birds of prey mm-hmm. so i'm going mm-hmm. to assume that birds of prey took place before she yeah, goes probably. back into yeah. this one. Could be. Um, just because of the way the movie ended as well. And then the fact that. Um, oh, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So I've been waiting. Well,
3: and we'll where's go break. Captain Boomerang's on the loose.
0: Oh, that is true. That's true. true. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, I will say the best part of this trailer. I'm not even trailer. The best part of the, uh, the concept character reveal was the fact that Harley is finally in black and red. I've yes. been waiting for this for her. I mean, hmm. I, I just, I was just glad we got her. So I didn't really complain about the suicide squad look, but the fact that she is back in black and red with the diamonds is, is phenomenal. She looks so, so good. Uh, John Cena looks great. Uh, so
2: the training gun did a whole teaser for the teaser trailer for the full cast his roll call. So that was exciting because we got to see everyone else that's going to be in. I'm not going to go through every character. So there so you go. Many. John Cena was a big surprise. And we're he, like, wow, he's made it.
0: And he's wearing a suit.
2: <laughs> and he was wearing a suit throughout the panel.
0: And for any <laughs> wrestling fan that, does, that knows John Cena from the movies, John Cena is a very professional interviewer. So he wears suits for everything. So the fact that he wore a suit for this at home, I'm like, oh, John,
1: it's a, <laughs> but it's good a, for him. He's. He's just lovable. Like you can't Mm -hmm. not help but like root for him, no matter what role he plays. Agree, totally agree. Even in um when we get Fast Nine, I'm still gonna be rooting for him. Oh yeah,
0: like I I I was thinking because I'm not really huge. Jenny's huge on the franchise. I'm whatever on it. It's it's some entertainment some entertaining stuff. But for the most part, I'm like whatever about it. But then I I had forgotten that John Cena now pretty much replaced The Rock as like the wrestler in the movie. Mm-hmm. Just for John Cena, I'm with you. I'm I'm all in to see it just because of John.
2: I think it's exciting that we're gonna see at least to me, a lot of these characters are new. Like yeah. I never heard of Polka Dot Man. Uh, I'm excited to see he's also a Batman alum because mm-hmm. you've seen him in mm-hmm. Nolan movies. And um what else? So Dalo is another one and I think that's played by um oh my god, I forgot her name now. But it's anyway, just so
0: so many people. <laughs> it's in
2: the article. And so it's just exciting like we're gonna get introduced i just feel like it's gonna be a better movie like oh yeah i don't yeah, know yeah. and i feel like for the most part every character is gonna get their time to shine because like when you look at a movie like guardians like they all sort of had enough time for you to get to like know them
0: yeah and before we move on i think the biggest change with dc that i saw yesterday was the fact that you don't have one person you don't have a kevin feige anymore like Zack Snyder was their Kevin Feige. He would see, he was pretty much going to helm the DCEU. And now you don't have that. I don't even think Jeff Johns is doing it anymore because of all the controversy that's Oh, but that's you going meant on. Zack Snyder was so there? Zack Snyder kind of was like DC's Kevin Feige. He was going to look over the DCEU. Oh, for that, for those movies. When things were going on. So uh-huh. he had some say in what happens in, in uh, Suicide Squad, the original one. So uh-huh. now that we don't have that and we have Rio Atois actually making good movies, I think things are going to look beyond the up and up for DC. But which that brings us to the last two trailers of the day that I want to get into and the last two panels I wanted to get into, which was Justice League and the Batman. So
2: I totally forgot about Justice League.
0: <laughs> wow. Polar opposites. Polar <laughs> opposite. So I. I, <sighs>
2: Did I did I screw up your list when I announced the Suicide yes, Squad? Yes, did. Oh, I did. I'm sorry, but All... I was so excited to talk about it. Oh, good. <laughs> Aww. I, I, wanna, I totally forgot about Justice League. I want to preface. We're still
0: on that. I want to, and I, I want to preface this by saying <laughs> I can come off very mean when it comes to Zack Snyder. Zack Snyder seems like a very nice man. He does. I don't like anything he does for the most part, but he seems like a very nice man. You were coming off as mean yesterday. I'm not going to lie. Snyder, <laughs> my issue is with... Well, you don't
2: hate the man.
0: I don't hate the man. I don't hate like his I direction. I disdain... No, it's not even that. I don't like the fan base. The fan base is cult-like. If you don't like him or have an f- opinion about why you don't like his movies and give a reason, there's always an excuse as to why it's still good. I have a problem with Snyder Cut fans saying that his movies are masterpieces. If those movies are masterpieces, you've never seen a good movie in your life. Because his movies have terrible editing, zero color palette. Look at Wonder Woman and a competent director with Patty Jenkins and look at Batman v Superman. The difference in Wonder Woman alone, the color palette. She shines bright on the screen. Well,
2: right. I think it depends also on the film and mm-hmm. their vision because right mm-hmm. patty jenkins did monster and i would say that monster is not a wonder woman color feature absolutely but it's fitting for okay eileen waros and you know i'm
0: glad i'm actually glad you brought that up so you That's would what i'm here for, so see? you so would you say that the dark knight trilogy are darker movies Um darker in tone darker in tone they're not happy movies per no
2: se. they're not happy but I actually would say that the only one that would come off close to darker, darker Mm -hmm. would be the last one for me, The Dark Knight Rises, in my opinion. Okay. I don't know. Well, because Batman begins, I don't know. It's different. But the point I'm trying to
0: make, yeah, okay, let's just use The Dark Knight Rises for example here. Dark Knight Rises is a more dark in tone movie. That doesn't mean that the movie has to be dark in color. (laughs) The Dark Knight Rises is not dark in color, it's a very vibrant film. And I think that. I don't like the fact that these Snyder cut fans think that someone deserves to be rewarded for failing because Snyder direct and and no one ever talks about this But the
2: failing is your opinion
0: to them.
2: They don't think that he failed.
1: Right. I mean, I, I am a Snyder fan oh this side. is gonna I be so was, great yeah. so this is gonna be so fun him. we can defeat this you knew that you knew that going into this
0: I didn't know you were a big Snyder Cut fan I just mm-hmm. I was rooting for it the whole time
1: okay so but I am not one of those people where like you were saying that if you don't like if you don't have opinion like you're like done to me yeah I respect everybody's opinion what mm-hmm. Because my whole thing was, you know, he had to step out, bow out because of what, you know, the tragedy he dealt with. So I feel like the reason that it did tank was, need do. Do I really need to say the reason? So
0: I. It's I, new director. So I will give you that. In a way. So. But why are we not blaming Zack Snyder, who directed two thirds of that movie? He's responsible for two-thirds of that movie, but no one ever gives him shit for it. They just give Joss the shit for it. The failure of that movie...
1: Went over, and went, he did a lot of
0: recuts. He recut the... he Yes, he cut some stuff out. The third act was completely reshot. I will give you that. And but that was the worst part, in my opinion. Absolutely. But why is Snyder not getting any crap for the first two-thirds of the movie that he was responsible for? It doesn't make... It, it, it's like you don't get... These redos. We talk about Joss. Joss didn't need a redo on Avengers. Avengers was great, and Avengers didn't need fans complaining on the internet and getting their way for him his director's cut to come out. It was a great movie, and he didn't need a second chance. Man of Steel. My issue with Zack Snyder, for the most part, as a comic book director, is that he doesn't know the comic book characters and i and i don't think you were on the i don't think you were still on the episodes meg when like we've discussed man of steel and Rye, i know you you're you're, right, you're waiting to 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 come in here um my it, my biggest issue with him he just doesn't know the characters he doesn't know how to write these characters you have
2: so man of steel was in my mm. opinion again but cuz i I love these movies and all that and like I've been with these characters since I was younger. I didn't read every comic or anything like that but I knew like growing up I knew actually the two people that I knew the best were Batman and Superman but that was because of my dad. Yep. And so when I watched Man of Steel for the first time I thought I was just like I was more surprised about all the destruction in that movie. I was just like what is happening and it's so much darker Yep. Then yeah. now it's going to be very different from the christopher reeves superman oh yeah of yeah, course yeah. but i just thought it was complete and then the one with brandon routh yeah a total
0: difference i knew that snyder didn't know what he was doing with writing superhero, and i understand dark tone but you're not christopher nolan so that's another okay, issue so
1: back what i was trying to say yeah go ahead
0: go ahead sorry
1: <laughs> okay so like like i said i am a snyder fan i'm not saying that it was a masterpiece i will never say it was a masterpiece all I'm saying is the reason I was rooting for it is because I want to see the vision, and I'm sure other fans too, mm-hmm. the vision that he was initially trying to put out before Whedon took over. And that's I and just want to see what the original cut was supposed to be. That's all I'm trying you, to say.
0: Can I ask you, as a Snyder fan, do you think it's going to be better than what we got?
1: Okay, I'm not a fan of Whedon, so I hope so. Okay.
0: <laughs> do you do you like the Avengers though? Oh yeah. Okay, cool. It's just Except like the the last my couple. Favorite
1: of- yeah my favorite avengers movie is not what other people would think is their favorite avengers movie yep so i mean like i said, i'm just not really even though we didn't have buffy and i love buffy i'm just not a fan of him if that counts
0: no that makes sense um i guess like i said Wait, I,
2: you don't like buffy
0: oh no i love buffy. oh okay, uh, okay. yeah we 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 all i think i think ryan's the only one that, i don't think you've seen buffy right right
3: I love Buffy. Oh, you
0: love Buffy? Okay, never mind. I love I take Buffy it back. and I
3: love Angel. I have all five yes, seasons. Yes,
0: I thought you were an Angel. I thought he was an Angel fan, not a Buffy fan.
2: <laughs> Ryan uh, is an he, Everybody he, fan.
0: But the the biggest it's... thing before we move on uh, to the actual trailer was Jen found this. A Snyder a Snyder Cut fan account on Twitter posted this screenshot.
2: Actually, this is just already like, trending. Oh, it's trending show. already. Well, so... Right, the, leak, yes, I the, think it is. the Justice League trailer leaked really early in the yeah. day, actually. And so a lot of people on Twitter were like, don't watch it. If you're a real fan of, of Snyder, don't watch it. Don't give in. Just wait for it when it goes live. I actually don't agree with that, and that's not being a fan or not. I'm like, if it leaked, that's somebody else's fault, but yeah, I'm going right. to watch it right now. Yep. And sorry. Like, okay. that's not my problem.
0: And one of the, <laughs> one of the things Jenny found was this, this screenshot of, saying we need you today after almost three long years we will get another glimpse at the thing we have all been fighting for a trailer for hashtag the snyder cut it is time for us to all to stand united and show our support for Zack. after you have seen Zack snyder's panel at dc fandom and of course the trailer itself it is your job to make sure that the whole world knows about it tweet about every single aspect of it celebrate the trailer Talk about any bits of information Zach shared. Share the trailer widely. Share your favorite screenshots from it. But to make a real difference and to maximize all the no- noise we can make, you must add our new hashtag to every single post. You know what it is? Hashtag the Snyder Cut. Really? Is it that? Was that? Is Snyder running for president, and we didn't know? I think so. <laughs>
2: I think his fans want him to run
1: for president. Oh my god! Which is fine, Meg. Which is
2: fine. Everybody. Is passionate about what they're passionate for and if people have felt connected to it for whatever reason then that's on them and i think it's, mm-hmm. it's fine oh yeah i think um like for me i just feel like i watch justice league and this is just gonna be like a longer justice league but like almost the same thing mm-hmm. just cut slightly different but that that's me myself like for me i don't know that i'm gonna watch it again to be honest
0: my my two cents I, from the trailer now we can actually talk now about so the trailer
2: how is it going to be released david
0: so it's going to be released in four parts i don't know why well one i do know why each. i do know why it's a business decision yeah um it's going to be split into four parts
2: <sighs> one hour each. one hour
0: each and then at the end snyder's going to release everything in like uh, all together which is i don't want to wait because i don't want to get spoiled and i'm going to review it to see if it's any better i really
2: hope it won't be like weekly
0: I think it's going to be weekly. Yeah. It's HBO Max. HBO Ugh. does thing weekly. And then we're going to get from what I've read and what I've heard. And if this is has not been announced, I guess this is the first time Um, it will be released. The full code will be released in black and white. Oh, the four hour cut is going to be released. in black. Oh, I and didn't white. know
2: that. That came out of yesterday. Yeah. Oh, I don't know how I feel about that. I don't like it. So I love black and white films, but I feel like if this movie's really dark already and then black and white, oh it kind of kills you it's a little so, bit. But it's... I guess it depends. Now, wait. Okay. So I know we've been going through like this whole like black, um, black and white, this whole dark, how Snyder is dark. Yeah. So who's filming his movies? Is he... I actually like, want to see. Doesn't Let me see the who... cine- like, Let me see who this c- And this is for the everyday person like me, but like doesn't the cinematographer have a decision in yes. all of that uh, so yeah. who does that for so him? the
0: cinematographer let is me, that
2: zach snyder himself i'm
0: actually going to look that up but in terms of the, the cinematographer the cinematographer is going to shoot the way the director wants it so right. if he wants oh, okay. dark colors like you have roger deakins let's say roger deakins will direct the zach snyder movie that'll never happen but zach's roger deakins is such such a respected cinematographer maybe he i mean he'll have his say on how to shoot the film
2: right mm-hmm. right Plus he, but he's gonna do it to what the period is as well, right? Like yeah, like nineteen seventeen. Yeah, nineteen seventeen. Not Dunkirk. He did he do Dunkirk? No. no. Blade Runner. Twenty forty nine. Blade
0: Runner. Twenty forty nine. So cinematography is Larry Fong. So he has done the cinematography from a lot of Snyder's movies, which Three Hundred, Watchmen, Batman v Superman, Sucker Punch. They all look the same for the most part, like cinematography wise. Which makes sense so, because it's
2: a cinematographer. Yeah.
0: So I don't want it any darker. <laughs> I really don't.
2: I guess it'll be interesting to see. And
0: one big thing, I re- and
2: actually, if people will even watch it black and white, only because I feel like our younger generation
0: they hate they hate black and white is
2: more black and white like averse.
0: Yep. So I feel like yeah. I
2: don't know if they're gonna go for it.
0: Yeah. And but- Ry, what did you think of the trailer? <laughs>
3: I mean, I was happy. I will say this: I was happy to see Dessaud. That I did kind of like smile when I saw that. I'm like, oh, okay, that was kind of cool to see. Yep. Um, besides that, it was more the same. I'm like, okay, seen it in other trailers, seen that in other trailers, seen that in other trailers. Um, like, uh, it was cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you're really trying to say something n-
0: nice. I know Meg is gonna rave about it, so the I will give my no. My stuff.
1: I'm actually not. I mean. <sighs> I, I liked that I was actually able to see it versus, you know, last time being struggling to kind of see certain shots. Yeah. Um, I know you hate the color palette, but I enjoyed the colors. Okay. Um, you know, I sometimes I have a tendency to judge a book by its cover. But even though I'm so hyped for it, I'm trying not to judge a book by its cover because there is a chance I could be disappointed.
0: I judge. I actually judged the book by your tweet because that's when you said you were. Oh, I know. That's why I was like, oh, she loved it. I'm like, okay, cool. So we have like two different opinions on this. Co- uh, on the podcast, uh, yeah. I really say I, I the two things I really did like from it are the Iris West cameo, yeah, that I did like, and the we l- didn't see
2: her in the last one, right?
0: She wasn't. I don't even think she was in it. Yeah, I mean, and yeah. then the i sh- i'm sure this is just a trailer moment but the clip with the little girl on wonder woman
1: oh my god, my god. I okay t-
0: that was i like that was nice that's about it i mean and i and and shout out to Zack snyder for reusing a trailer song that he used in the watchman trailer about 10, 10 years ago Well,
2: hallelujah is a fantastic song anyway um, it's, it's it's a great song to it's- be fair to Zack snyder Everybody uses "Hallelujah" oh, yeah, in yeah. some form. I just, TV mm-hmm. episode. I can also tell you that on I have a recurring theme right now. I don't know. Maybe I should go watch the show. The OC too also used "Hallelujah" in an episode. Uh, but I think it was the Rufus Wainwright cover that they used. So I
0: don't know. I just found it funny that he had already Zach re-
2: is not the only only re- one I just found it funny d- that
0: he had OD already used it for song. his own movie.
2: Yeah, well, it is a very powerful song. Mm-hmm, it is, and they are, you know. So, yeah. have to save the world. So
0: yeah, so Justice League coming to HBO Max. Oh. and that's about now, it.
3: Are you happy that it's four parts or would you rather be a movie going Um to it's a business
0: decision. I think it's genius. Ugh. Uh it keeps people it keeps the Snyder Cut fans like subscribed to HBO Max for at least a month. At least a month. Actually, no.
2: Well I think if they make once you know, every week. I it's think a month. they're
0: gonna I think they're gonna do it once every two weeks to keep them on for two months.
1: Oh, that's so, what terrible. I'm hoping for? If they go through with the whole four-hour cut being black and white mm-hmm. i hope that if it does get a physical release which i'm pretty sure it will that they will have a version where it is black and white and then the true color
0: i agree with version you. i agree kind of
1: like what they did with memento how you have it in one way and then you have it reversed mm-hmm.
0: I, and, I like a logan oh, yeah and it sucks because i'm such true. a completist so i do i will buy that one when, when it
2: comes out on blue oh Ray. absolutely but yeah, so that... Yeah, rap- I kind of wish it was just a four-hour movie. If I mm-hmm. could sit through The Irishman, I can sit <laughs> through this. <laughs>
1: Jen, come over. You can watch it with me. <laughs> no, no.
2: I love The Irishman, but I knew that that was gonna... Ugh. I always have to find a way to get to David.
1: I, you did there.
2: Uh, and I think everybody enjoys that when I do that.
0: For, yeah, you do. I mean, or Maybe it's do. just in my head. Uh, so yeah, let's finish up DC Fandom by dropping... So what
2: else happened, By David? dropping the
0: mic on... Let me tell you something. I... And I, I and I saw Meg's tweet, so we can definitely get into this too. On different on on the opposite different side, opinion. yeah. Um, I I didn't expect a full trailer. I expected a similar to like Batman '89, where we get a whole bunch of scenes cut together because it was only twenty five percent shot. But that trailer was life. <laughs> Everything oh about God. that trailer is it is coming from the page to the screen. Batman's a detective. When is the last time you act? I don't think he's ever been a detective on the screen. So
2: remember the movie. So we learned from Matt Reeves, who was terrific he's in the so panel. Great. So great, he was very animated. You could tell he was passionate for the story. You could tell, like like him and Aisha uh, Taylor, were very good working off of each other, yep. asking the questions, answering the questions. Um, you could tell that he's just really excited and about this project. He loves the character. He understands the, you know. <clears throat> as long as paying tribute to what was done in the past without trying to recreate anything and then just putting his own mark on it. And yep. we've seen his filmography before. So he, I just love seeing his passion because I don't think you get to, and this isn't a dig as far as if, if I'm thinking of other directors, right? Like, so Christopher Nolan has never given me that, same passion, I feel like, in an interview, the way Matt Reeves did yesterday. He doesn't. Yesterday. <laughs> he doesn't. Not because of anything. No, there he's just two a different personality. No, very dry. Yeah, and that's okay. But I just felt like, it felt very comforting. Like, I felt like he was talking to the fans. He's like, I hear you. I know you want this story. Um, this is what I'm going to do. And, like, this is, you know, like, wait till you see it. When we actually get to finish, which they're going to start production next again month or uh, like next two or three month. Weeks? I heard early September. Yep. So, hopefully, um, it was good to see our pats on the screen looking good with that hair and uh yeah so what else david
0: so i know we're gonna get in, dive a little bit deeper into this but
2: so it takes place during when
0: it's year two so no pearls i know ryan you're really upset this we're will not gonna be, get pearls
2: <laughs> this will not be an origin story with I am, martha and I her am pearls, so <laughs> i'm so happy
0: i'm so happy to the pearls oh my god i'm so happy we are
2: ready to not watch that again
0: so i, I feel like no Martha. we're all no I feel Martha. like we're all morbid because like all these batman or batman creators are so morbid because they're like if there's one thing we got to get in it's the goddamn <laughs> pearls well
2: but it, it, <laughs> it's his story right and like not because of anything and i'm gonna bring in some disney in here you know most disney characters don't have parents or don't or only have one parent or a parent died like think about it right so and that's always in part of their origin story but uncle ben is
0: not killed in every spider-man movie
2: but in most no no No. i don't know well the only one the one that hit me hard was the toby one
0: yeah that that was a good one the Sheen one i was like whatever yeah but yeah, going back, to the, going back to the trailer, it's going to be year two, so we're going to t- be taken into a world where he's struggling. He's not the Dark Knight detective we read in the comics. He's just someone starting out, making mistakes, and I love that, that we're going to see someone that's learning to become Batman. He uh, Matt Reeves also added that we're going to see that Gothamites are scared of him. They don't know what to make of him, which is awesome. Nolan didn't really get a chance to do that too much because immediately everyone you know questioned it but they weren't fearful of him we're actually going to see a fear the best thing i got about this trailer is nirvana that song was
2: (laughs) not hallelujah
0: not hallelujah okay (laughs) not hallelujah nirvana but the fact that the riddler is being used in a way we've never seen before
2: not jim carrey he Mm -hmm.
0: is a full-blown terrorist and we hear paul dano's voice at the end of the trailer it is haunting everything about that trailer is perfection
3: ryan what did you think it was awesome. Like like you said, everything about it was awesome. Um, I am vengeance. <laughs> That's all you really got to <laughs> say about it.
0: What did you think of him beating the shit out of that... Whatever that, that was? Awesome. That guy
3: I mean, I've been saying since uh, BVS, the most Batman thing I've seen is the warehouse scene. I think this movie might make me say that differently.
0: Agreed. What did you think of the Batmobile?
3: Awesome. I, you know, I think... I might also be changing my vote for new favorite Batmobile. I
0: wouldn't go that far.
3: (laughs) I'm digging it. I'm actually really digging it. I'm digging the fact that it looks like a regular car with just an awesome thrust in the back.
0: It's like what Dom Toretto wish he had. Hey. Especially in the first movie with jumping the train. Oh, my God. Yeah. All right. So I know, uh, Meg, you posted that you weren't. You're not a fan okay of our pets I'm like, are you fan-
1: what do you think of the trailer i'm cracking my knuckles as i'm ready to talk about this okay <laughs> okay so the trailer yes visually stunning I-, I love how excited matt reeves is over this and it's clear that like his passion shines through in the film i just don't like our pets
0: can all right so
1: my i kind so of, why i kind of prepared oh, this for is, this this yeah. is another this is another uh joaquin debate i feel it like coming no, no, I, I, I'm just, I, the, no, the, but Wa- why,
2: why
0: the, don't you like? Yeah, because the, Wa- the Joaquin one, I understand, because he's a very, he's a very ex- eccentric person, so I can see why people well, I'm dislike you him. Well, give a
2: different thing, right? So, like for the Suicide Squad panel, I, it was announced that Pete Davidson was in the movie, and I was just like, ugh, gross. So he, I already know that because I don't really like him or anything he really does. I'm re- like, for me, that would be my only tick off of the movie, mm-hmm. but I'm still watching it. But like, I know he's not going to be my favorite character. All right. So why don't you like our pets?
1: I think the difference with that, like with the whole Pete Davidson thing, is because he's like, he's not going to be a major character, so it's kind of easy to overlook it. Like, if uh-huh. that makes sense.
2: Yeah. But okay. like,
1: our pets, I try so hard to look at him, and I try, so, and like, I know everybody loves him, and I'm not taking that away from anyone. I just cannot get past him looking at, at Twilight. I cannot. <laughs> I try so hard in every single movie. And I'm just like, just just, just show me your glitter. Start shining.
2: <laughs> so I think for me, I've been able to differentiate from that because like, I read the books. I watched all the movies. That's where I first saw him. Um, but I think for me, with him, my turning point, and while it's not an uh, Oscar movie or anything like that, Remember Me, I think that's what it's called. Mm-hmm. I really I, liked uh, him in that. And it was very different from Twilight, which obviously we know. Like, Twilight, I knew exactly what to expect. It's sort of the same way um, when I would watch, like, a Fifty Shades of Grey movie. Because I also read those books. And I knew what to expect. Because especially since that was fan fiction off of Twilight. But, um, like, I going into Twilight and reading the books and knowing, like, I knew what to expect with the characters. So I knew that he could... I mean even like Kristen Stewart right like she's
1: she's so she's great. not
2: Bella like yeah. she is a much better right. actress than than the than Twilight you know
1: it's weird I was able to differentiate Kristen no problem yeah I think because I was despite how bad of a character you know Bella is I was I I liked Kristen better than I did liked Rob <laughs> it was except for the last movie except for the last one but I was I liked Kristen as an actress better than I liked R. pat in twilight even then i don't know why i've thought about this i cannot figure it out but i just i mean maybe when i see more trailers i I mean i probably i know i tweeted that i probably won't see it that's i kind of slept on it and i probably will wind up seeing it but i'm not going to be racing to the theater
0: let me ask you this um what have you seen our pets, since since twilight remember me that's it
1: i saw clips of the lighthouse
2: well, that movie's a little cray,
0: but he's fantastic yeah. in it.
2: That movie's really like he's very good, I but good it's, into
0: it. but the Lighthouse like...
2: is not an easy movie to get into. No, sorry, David.
0: The one I would recommend <laughs> if you wa- watch if it, maybe. I mean, I I think Arpatz is one of the best actors out right now because he's actually left. The t- he left pretty much the spotlight and did a lot of indies to develop his craft, and Lost City is Z. Good well, that's time. actually the
2: movie that Matt Reeves said that he yep. saw him in, and that's why he really took him into consideration for La- Batman. Lost City, City of Z. Lost City of Z, yeah.
0: The rover, he's great in the rover, Lost City of Z, and Good Time and The Lighthouse.
2: I would say I think Good, good time. time would mm-hmm. be the next thing, but the only thing with Good Time is that because it's um, the Safdie brothers, yeah. right? they're a particular style, yep. so that is also another movie that like, if you've seen Uncut Gems, you're going to feel sort of that same vibe with good time. Yep. And so it could be a little chaotic for you. So I guess I would say like, try watching lost city of Z first, but really guys, he's going to be in tenant. Yep. And it comes out like next week. He's going to be in ten- li- saying that he's going
0: to be in tenant. He's going to be in the devil all the time, which comes out. Isn't
2: he in Dune also no, coming he's not up? In no, no. Okay.
0: So he, I, I just think, I, I, I don't It'll know. It'll be
2: interesting, but it's fine, because yeah. our pets doesn't have... to. And not everybody liked Michael Keaton as Batman. Yep. Not everybody liked...
0: I remember that one.
2: George Clooney or Val... Kel- Personally, Val Kelmer is at the bottom of my Batman list. He's
0: at the bottom of my right. list, too. Yeah. Just
2: because, like, not anything against him. I just... I never... Not my favorite Batman. Like, I,
0: but I get where you're coming from, Meg, before we finish off with Jen's opinion on it. I There are some actors I don't particularly like, like she mentioned before, but... I gave myself a shot with like watching some of their other stuff to see if my opinions would change on them. Like, uh, I don't. I hate Pete Davidson and King of Staten Island was is in my top ten of the year so far. I can't stand. Um, oh my god, Brooklyn Nine Nine guy, Andy Samberg. I can't stand. I can't stand him. And Palm Springs is my number two of the year. Yeah. So there's Palm people. I and Will Ferrell. I hate him. I cannot you do stand hate Will, Ferrell. Will Ferrell. He's like such an overrated. Hack. tank. Tank. But I, I love, love Anchorman and yeah. I love Elf. So there's guys there's people I hate that I step won't. Brothers. I, I hate Step he Brothers. He doesn't like it, I, but I, I can't love stand him. Step Brothers. I can't <laughs> I can I, I think Step Brothers is one of the most unfunny movies I've ever seen. It's such a crock of shit, I can't stand it. It's good. Um it's so good. No, yeah, I'm I'm in the minority here. I know I get all the time for But I just don't like his comedic style. But uh yeah, so Jen, to finish up, what did you think of the trailer?
2: So I'm excited. I don't know. I like it when, like, I just felt like he was very dark Batman, broody, and that, like, that hair in front was very Tobey Maguire, Spider-Man 3 emo. Hey! And- <laughs> <laughs> okay, I actually thought the same thing <laughs> not in the cheesy way but just the hair with that and actually it wasn't so much in the trailer it was sort of that like we got those so pictures the tra- the trailer never dropped early yesterday but three pictures actually leaked early before the panel and then a little bit like an hour before the panel was set to go Warner Brothers was the one that posted yeah, the, they, the pictures because I think they were just like forget it we're going to stop f- trying to they stop flagged,
0: this they flagged, they flagged my picture right away they pictures
2: everywhere all over Twitter so Um, so that's where I got that emo vibe. I don't know. I'm really excited. I think it looked good. My first impression just was that I think, and I'd have to watch it again just to kind of see, but like, I felt like our paths was a little, um, thinner. Batman like a little smaller Batman than I thought remember year two that I've been thinking right but then Mm -hmm. it fit it does fit because if he is growing and getting and you know he doesn't have every gadget and everything that we usually see Batman it makes sense and then what I love seeing was all these other villains part of the rogues gallery and I'd love seeing that like the fact like Zoe Kravitz I love her and I'm really excited that like so she's Selena Kyle but she's not yet Catwoman but you're going to be able to see that progression um Paul Dano is not Jim Carrey, but I think, and he's a great actor on his own. Yep. So I think he's going to make the thing. The surprise that came much later was when it was revealed that that was Colin. I was like, this old man looks really familiar to me. And that's Colin Farrell with weight and makeup. Yep. So I think he's doing the Christian Bale thing in vice. vice. Yep. <laughs> and he gained all that weight. And I was like, what are you kidding me? Cause Colin Farrell is normally a babe, but uh, he's a
0: babe. In as the penguin man.
2: Nah, I don't, not for me. <laughs> so uh yeah, so I was like wow that's really cool because he really went in on this character. Yep. So this is gonna be an interesting thing. And then who was my other person? Who am I missing here?
0: Alfred? Andy Circus.
2: Well Andy Circus, yes. But um, I love Andy Serkis Commissioner Gordon and everything. Um and that's Jeffrey Wright. Jeffrey Wright. So that looked good too. I don't know. The whole thing felt very detective you know, noir you know what to it, me. You know what it looked I really like. You know
0: what it looked like before, and we'll finish off here. It looked like a David Fincher movie, yes. like Zodiac. So
2: I noticed that there were a lot of comparisons comparisons to that later on on Twitter. Um, and then I love that Matt Reeves you know, like sort of paid a nod to like seventies um, noir street kind of uh, movies, con- like where he said French Connection, Chinatown. Conversation. He even mentioned like Taxi Driver with. Some of the darkness in it um, was very similar. So I think off the bat, like it looks really, really good, especially the juxtaposition with Nirvana made it even better. The voiceover, um, love the fight scene. So, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to see more. Um, hopefully it doesn't get further delayed <laughs> and,
0: and it's officially we get my, it soon. Officially my number one most anticipated movie of 2021.
2: Oh, and actually also because I'm an art history Um, major, or I was, I mean, I'm not in college anymore, but uh, I really like that we're going to get, Matt Reeves kind of told everybody that we're going to get to see a different Gotham, like instead of going to a Chicago, a New York, this, he's actually filming like a Gotham Square in Liverpool, and uh, London has a lot of Gothic architecture, so it's going to be really cool to see sort of a different spin.
0: Similar to 89.
2: Kind of like 89, but 89 was very Art Deco, Mm -hmm. so and very timber in so i feel like this will be a little more realistic
0: awesome in that sense all right so that that pretty much wraps up dc fandom we all had a great time watching it now before we get to the netflix i only have i had 10 but for the for time i'm cutting this down to four i have four quick taglines for you guys oh good (laughs) jen i'm gonna start you off a lot a lot can happen in a lifetime
2: And these are Netflix taglines? All Netflix. Oh, a lot can happen in a lifetime? The Irishman.
0: Yes, that is the Irishman. Oh, really? (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Meg, when there's a love, there's a way.
1: Can I phone a friend?
0: Yes, you can. Jenny. No. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
2: when, when, When there's a love. There's a way. There's a way. When
0: there's a love, there's a way. Where
2: there's a love, there's a way. Oh, man. There's so many Netflix movies. No,
0: you're going to know is this. Is this an
2: obvious one? It's
0: an obvious one.
2: Marriage Story? Yes, it is. Okay. <laughs> Damn it.
0: <laughs> Ryan, there's no way you're going to get this, but fuck it. There are periods in history that scar societies and moments in life that transform us as individuals. That
3: 19, 9, 1977 or whatever it was movie I keep What about saying?
0: 1917? <laughs> that was not uh, a Netflix movie, Ryan. You disappoint me. <laughs>
3: No, that was like a 19-something movie that I saw on Netflix original. 19-something.
0: I I have no idea what you're talking about, but that is incorrect.
2: That tagline was so
1: long, I forgot what happened.
2: (laughs) The Five Bloods? No, Roma. Oh, Roma. Okay.
0: And then finally, Meg, if you look, you will die. If you look? Oh, Bird Box. Very good. Oh. All right. So last thing before we get to our Netflix originals. Is I want to this week on the site. I'm going to put start posting my Oscar predictions for Best Picture, and I wanted to run through my ten nominees for Best Picture so far this year. I did one. Dun, dun, dun. I did one originally in February, right after the Oscars. But this is my.
2: But that has gone to shit.
0: That has gone to shit. So I've had to redo everything. Um. So I've moved Tenant out after the first reviews. Tenant will not. Be it, it might, yeah it hurts so uh i have tended at number 13 right now number 12 is dune if it comes out number 12 is the Regina king movie one night in miami hopefully that comes comes out and it's as good as everyone is expecting it to be number 10 is judas and the black messiah that looks if you guys oh, that have, looks good it looks incredible you guys should definitely check out the trailer that? I actually don't know, but okay. uh Daniel Kaluuya is oh, starring yes, yes, and yes. it looks incredible. Uh this hasn't happened in 10 years, but maybe it's the time I have Soul getting nominated for Best Picture.
2: Oh, Pixar.
0: Uh number 8 here, I have West Side Story.
2: Ugh, I guess. Uh And I love West Side Story, but I'm not really happy about this one.
0: Number 7, I, mean, I I love Bill Murray and I love so I love Lost in Translation and seeing the On the Rocks trailer, I've On the Rocks. With Bill Murray, directed by Sofia Coppola. Uh, if it comes out this Let's year. Let's
2: get more women on the list.
0: Yep, I have two women getting nominated for director this year. Good. Right, that's thinking very positively here. Uh, next up, I have The French Dispatch. If it comes out. Yeah,
2: I was going to say. Uh, I think it, it kind of got pulled.
0: I think it's coming out in February. Yeah? Right before the deadline. Okay. Then Ammonite, The Kate Winslet Social Ronan movie. Okay. Rounding out the top four, I have The Trial of the Chicago 7. Yeah. I have The Five Bloods. Yes. I have No What is that? It's a Chloe Zhao. Okay. She is she's also directing The Eternals?
2: Oh, yes. Yes. Mm-hmm.
0: And the number 1 winning best picture is Mank, which is Mank. David Fincher's movie about the making of Citizen Kane.
2: Oh, that's David Fincher. That's
0: David Fincher. Oh,
2: so it's going to be confusing as hell.
0: I guess. We'll see. No? No. He's see that's not David Lynch. That's David Lynch.
2: Oh, that's David Lynch. This is David Fincher. Oh, David Fincher. David Lynch Sorry. is Twin Peaks. I got my Davids confused.
0: All right, so let's get into our top 10 Netflix distributed films. I think this is pretty easy for me. Uh, let's kick it off with Ryan. What If you have any honorable mentions, do your honorable mentions in 10 through 6.
3: Ten through six. I only have one honorable mention. Um, and the only reason it's not my number ten is because it has a short runtime, so I wasn't sure if it would count. Rocco's Modern Life. St- static cling.
1: <laughs> that absolutely counts. Of course, it counts. Right?
3: Counts. I love that movie. It was so much fun. It was a nice little nostalgia trip. Um, and it had a nice little story to it. Um, and a nice little uh lesson to it as well. Number ten, Roma very good
0: Ryan. i'm very proud of you
3: <laughs> yeah i enjoyed it i mean it was a little long but i enjoyed it
0: just say just say it's a little boring
3: <laughs> it was a little boring <laughs> but there were points. no but it did get me at points like i did there were points i did get interested mm-hmm. but there were points i did get a little bored yep um number nine okja
0: you like okja so i'm not i'm not i wasn't as big on okja as everyone else
3: I enjoyed it. I was thoroughly uh, uh, gone with the story. You know what I
0: mean? Fun fact. Do you know who directed that? No. Bong Joon-ho, who directed Parasite.
3: Oh, right on. Um, Number eight, Project Power. Oh. I enjoyed it. Oh. All right. What else? Number seven, Extraction. Okay. And number six, The Old Guard.
0: Oh, man, I hated the old card.
3: Uh, see, I found the fun. <laughs> oh, my God. I I, love, I like the
0: cliffhanger ending. I love Charlize Theron, and I was so hyped for it. And I was like, oh, my God, this is not it. Uh, Jen?
2: So my list is not going to be anywhere near what David will have. A lot of rom-coms. Any sh- so making this list, I realized that I really watch Netflix for a lot of romantic comedies. <laughs> and... <laughs> And that is the majority of my list from happy to sad to like in between. Um, So my number 10 is uh, Oh, actually I did have some honorable mentions. So I put the lovebirds because I loved Issa Rae and Kumail. I I forgot his last name now, but I love them together. Naranjani or something? Yes. So their chemistry I thought was really good and their their comedy in the movie was good. So I would love to see them in something else also. Bird Box, Guilty Pleasure. I enjoyed it. And then I also liked Our Souls at Night, which is Robert Redford and Jane Fonda. And I love that they like sort of reunited. I love them. If anyone hasn't seen it, you should watch it. It's based off of a a play, Barefoot in the Park. I think it's 1966 or 1970, something like that. Um, They're really young. So it's obviously very different from now when they're older. But I love that they got back together to do another project. Um, Number 10 is Marriage Story. I thought it was really good. That's my number ten as very well. Very strong uh, film. Adam Driver, Scarlett Johansson, Laura Dern obviously won. Uh, my number nine <laughs> is not Marriage Story. Like, uh, it's The Princess Switch with <gasps> I'm Vanessa. I'm so glad you put that. <laughs> with uh, I'm not really a huge Vanessa Hudgens fan, but this is good. It was like just fun and very like I guess mindless and like just a Christmas movie. So. um yeah, just the princess way. Is, is, is it good. a
0: Christmas movie, or is it like you set me up with the what's Christmas movie? Did you say it was a Christmas movie? No, it's wasn't? a Christmas movie. Okay, cool. It was not that not a not Smoky light.
2: Mountain Christmas is a Christmas. No, no, no. movie. No, no,
0: no. The Kate Winslet movie you made me watch last. The, year. Holiday? the holiday is a, yeah, Christmas,
2: that's a movie. Christmas movie. Absolutely. That's a
1: Christmas movie. No, that's a Christmas movie. I was hustled.
2: You were not hustled. No. So, that's it's a Christmas movie. Everybody loves a holiday. Anyway, number eight, Sierra Burgess is a loser. No um, what, so it's I have another no teen romance. Is. Uh, but it stars Barb from Stranger Things. So that's actually why I first watched it because I was like, oh look, it's Barb. And I really like it. It's very um young adult romance novel-ish kind of. Like it it just it's really good. My number seven is a Christmas prince, the royal wedding. <laughs> I suddenly don't feel so bad about my choices. <laughs> no, 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 don't feel bad. I I am strong in my convictions. This is what I'm here for. Because you know what? Like there may be someone listening that Totally agrees with everything David says, but there's there may also be someone that like is like, yeah, Jen, like, you my I really, girl.
0: Like I really love the kissing booth too.
2: I exactly. <laughs> Although that's not on my list. But um, yeah, so a Christmas Prince, the royal wedding is the second one out of a Christmas Prince, which is my number six. I
0: know. You were like shocked.
2: So something
0: happened in that movie. You're like, oh my god, you'll never believe what happened in
2: the I end. don't remember. I'm not sure. We'll talk about that later. Um so A Christmas Prince I just kind of came upon, and then it started trending, and I was like, what is this? And it feels very Lifetime Hallmark. It feels actually more Hallmark movie, because Lifetime movies are a little dramatic. Um, This is more Hallmark movie on the cheese factor, Um, but it was good. It was very lighthearted, and then we get to see the continuation where they get married in the royal wedding, and I'm a sucker for the, like, I love the British royal family, and so the monarchy and the crown on netflix which is coming back which we got a teaser trailer by the way dropping that in um, I, and we get to see diana's dress can you know, i i was gonna ask
0: i was actually gonna ask about that um man, are done. you are you into the royal family
1: stuff too you know i wanted to but i feel like i've been out of it for so long i it's just i can't really step into it
2: now
0: so i can ask jen this then um is yes. that a big deal that they got the
1: dress oh the dress i agree
2: Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, they have to get that because this next, the next two seasons, they transition into like, I would say the 80s part, 80s, 90s part of it. So you have an older Queen Elizabeth, and then you're going to have all the scandal. I would imagine <clears throat> at the end of the season, you either this one or the next one that they do, it will probably end with Diane, around the time of Diana's death. It'll be next season because like, um,
0: I forgot who got cast as Diana.
2: Imelda Staunton. Oh, no, Diana. Oh, um, I forgot her name now. Debeki?
0: Elizabeth Debeki? Yes,
2: Elizabeth Debeki, which I think is a good Diane. So I
0: think she dies in the next season.
2: Okay. Well, it's possible.
0: Who plays her in this season?
2: No one. She's not not existing yet.
0: So, oh, I guess that shot of the dress is just...
2: That's for next season, yeah.
0: Gotcha, okay. Yeah,
2: yeah. But that's because we're going to get into that royal wedding and what a spectacle that was. Cool. And uh, yeah, so I love the royal family and yeah.
0: All right, Meg, take it away
1: all right um initially i wasn't going to have an honorable mention but i decided to throw one in at the very last second um the lovebirds While i agreed the chemistry between the two main actors were was incredible it was the plot was boring mm-hmm. uh, not not totally boring but semi boring and it was very predictable
4: mm-hmm. agreed
1: um however i do love ada camp so she was she was kind of like my favorite part of the whole movie um number 10 i put extraction okay Great film, love Chris Hemsworth, but it fell flat. It was this, it was just, fell into the trope of typical action movie. Too many pew pew pews, not enough story.
0: Agreed. I did like the that one take action sequence, like I think it was towards yes. the middle,
1: middle that endish. Was the, mm-hmm. That was that part was phenomenal. That that was like my favorite part of the whole film. Um, number nine, The Old Guard. Mm. Charlize Theron to me is amazing. She could do no wrong, but it literally the same thing as Extraction. Yep. Too many pew-pew-pews, not enough story. Uh, so I dug eight.
3: the story on that.
1: Well, I'm sorry. What was that?
3: I actually dig dig the story on uh the old guard.
1: The, I did enjoy the story. It's just it wasn't it wasn't enough. memorable enough for me. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. It wasn't like oh yeah, let me watch Charlie's Room. Oh yeah, I'll watch the Old Guard. You know what I mean? Gotcha. Um, number eight, I put the Princess Switch. Woo-hoo uh i mean yeah it greatly borrowed from the theme of the parent trap with the whole switch um but you know we all love the parent trap it's not the greatest story but it definitely provides like a feel-good time for almost two hours and ever since it released i literally i watch it every holiday season at least twice um number seven i put the babysitter stupidly entertaining and samara even made it possible to somehow like a psychotic killer i don't know how
2: (laughs) and that sequel is coming out soon
1: yes i'm so excited for that and like it doesn't try to be serious like they know that's ridiculous and that's why it works so well um and number six i put Gerald's game oh
0: you know we spoke about it megan i never got a chance to see it (laughs)
1: Okay, I highly recommend it. Um Carla Gugino, like enough said, she is just phenomenal. She's such an underrated actress. And it proves, like, this movie proves that she could hold the majority of a film on her own, kind of like Blake Lively in the Shallows yes. and Tom Hanks in Castaway. And, you know, we've seen, without really giving a uh, spoiler, because I, I think everybody kind of knows what it's about, we've seen glimpses of this uh, quote-unquote scenario before in shows and movies, but we've never seen an entire movie dedicated to it. So that's why I think it's pretty original. Nice. And then Mike Flanagan directing is probably adds a lot to it.
0: So, yeah, I, nice. I definitely got to see it. All right, so my honorable mentions, I have some depressing stuff on here and one comedy. So I have Roma as an honorable mention. Uh, Beasts of No Nation, that's an Idris Elba uh, film. I think it's one of their first.
2: It was their first. The first original Mm -hmm. film, right?
0: Yep. Uh, Dolomite is my name. Yeah. Eddie Murphy's return to actually making great stuff. Uh, That one's not serious, but it's still very entertaining. My number 10 is Marriage Story. Um, I think Marriage Story is brilliantly written by Noah Baumbach. I think the problem was that I think Jenny and I were very underwhelmed when we saw it. We kind of expected to be crushed by yeah, it. Yeah,
2: I mean, I think because, and I can't. Yeah, well,
0: well, yeah, because we, we don't know everybody's history. We, but like, we for come from us, bro- we come from broken homes.
2: Yeah, I mean, not broken homes. Broken It sounds so dramatic. <laughs> Our parents like aren't together. Our dads are non-existent. Yep. Like, it's very different.
0: So I expected to like be destroyed yeah, by it. Yeah, like, and outside of the scene in the. Like, I thought it
2: would have been something that I would have put, like, saddest moments in film on my list, like, a couple weeks back. I agree. Like, I would have been, like, devastated by. But it didn't devastate me in the same way. I guess also because, like, I can see where they're both coming from and, and, you know.
0: I see more his story, like, his side more than hers. I think. And that's what got a lot of people upset, like in the industry, because they felt that Noah wrote it in a more positive because it's based on his real life with Jennifer Jason Lee. So I think critics and people in the industry felt that he was being too hard. Like ScarJo was labeled, quote unquote, as like a bitch.
2: Right. Which I don't think she was. Which I don't
0: think she was either.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: So I but overall, I think it's I mean, I think both
2: of them, they worked really well off of each other. And I think the story that they told was done really well. And I think just that, that big fight scene, that's where I would say was more of a downer I agree. for me I agree. because I was just like, and then, you know, you're in a marriage, a marriage is work. A marriage is a relationship and communicating, not forgetting each other, all of these things. And these they had a history, a long history already. And so you kind of, you got to see that progression throughout the movie
0: too. Yep. And Adam driver is phenomenal. In the movie. Yeah. I can't wait for him to win. He's, it wasn't his year this year because of Joaquin winning, but I think he's close. I think he's very, very close. What if
2: Adam Driver was Batman? <gasps> he's too tall. He is a little I, tall, right? Uh, but then he was Kylo Ren, so can he be both?
0: He has the birthmark yes. on his cheek. That's the problem. He
2: has a birthmark on his cheek? I
0: believe so. Really? Yeah. I'm
2: Googling Meg, this. Jen,
0: correct me if I'm wrong. I really think he has a birthmark <laughs> on his cheek.
2: I don't he, has, know. he has a birthmark.
1: I'm pretty sure he does. Yeah,
0: I'm pretty really? sure. Yeah.
2: What's wrong with a birthmark? We can get rid of that. With makeup.
0: You can't be Batman. Oh, it's like the Val Kilmer thing.
2: They Look, know if no, they no, can no, digitally
1: totally... alter a mustache, they can do a birthmark. <laughs> You're no, right. No,
2: you could totally do it because it's kind of by his nose. And if you just put it right there, you would just get the bottom. You're fine. It oh, covers he, it. Oh,
0: Je, uh, for, for, for our listeners, Joel? Jen just covered his eyes and just showed me his jaw. He has a great Batman jawline.
2: He does have a good jawline. He, and uh, he has good hair.
0: And he's so good. So good in everything. Uh, Meg, have you Throwing ever seen, this is an Adam Driver movie, that I, I, a lot of people don't talk about it. Have you ever seen Logan Lucky?
1: Yes. He's so good in that. It's so funny. He is- you know, I'm glad that people are finally, like, starting to realize, like, jump on the driver train and just see how powerful he is. Because, yep. he, you know, every, obviously everybody went apeshit with Star Wars, but he is so much more than that. And I'm so glad that people are finally starting to be like, holy shit, like, this guy this guy's is a talented. powerhouse. Yep. Yeah. And honestly, he
0: has the best story arc in the new trilogy. So. Yeah, yeah.
2: And I mean, I first knew him from him being on Girls, and I didn't really like, not his acting, just like the character. Obviously, I didn't like him on Girls, and even I have a very love-hate relationship with that show. But um, I'm glad, like, it's very different. Like, he plays just so differently from that character.
0: Yep. So my number nine is a documentary I have not seen shown Jenny because I think she would hate Jim Carrey after this. This Jim and Andy, The Great Beyond. Why would I hate Jim Carrey? See- oh, so it's incredible. It's pretty much film it's a documentary about the filming of Man on the Moon and Jim Carrey stays in character the entire like shooting of the film and he rubs a lot of people the wrong way. And he comes off, and Rye, you saw it. I don't know if you agree with me. He Isn't comes off like a complete asshole, doesn't acting? he?
3: Oh, a hundred percent. The Hugh Hefner, the play, the Hugh Hefner story is amazing. Though. It's, it's
0: pretty incredible, like how dedicated he was to bringing in Andy Kaufman to the screen. And I love Man on the Moon. I think it's a great film, but mm-hmm. it just shows when Jim Carrey wants to try how good he can be. Oh yeah. And the fact that we don't get that Jim Carrey anymore really stinks. Because he's mm-hmm. such a great actor when he really, really tries.
2: Well, I think he also took a step back. He's an artist now. Yeah. Also, like, I think he... He talks needed, about that in the documentary. I think he needed to do it for himself, mm-hmm. though, mentally. I and I mean, now he's coming back. From working all those years. And then he was sort of... I mean, if you think about it, I mean, he was known for his comedy. But he was very much, I think, pigeonholed for a lot of it, too. Because I'm sure that was all he was given.
0: That's why he did The Truman Show.
2: Eternal Sunshine. Eternal Sunshine. Line. It was a great movie. And
0: then... Uh, man on the moon i think he should have won the oscar for man on the moon he's that good but it's it's very in-depth guys if you haven't seen it and you will you know you can take him being a complete prick the entire (laughs) two-hour documentary and it won't change your mind on him highly highly recommended um there's a scene where uh wrestling fans will know who jerry the king lawler is he's in the movie because he actually wrestled andy kaufman in the 70s they got into it on set like fight on set Mm -hmm. And they show that in the documentary. It's pretty, pretty, pretty interesting. Uh, Next up for me, I have the two popes. I was shocked how much I liked this movie. It's with Anthony Hopkins. And um, why do I always forget his name?
2: I forgot.
0: Oh, my God. Hold on.
2: You're going to have to look it up. Yeah. I he can't. will also be Jonathan on The Price. Crown.
0: Jonathan Price. Yes. So their their chemistry in the movie, you'd think it'd be such a downer movie. It's such a lighthearted comedy. I think you guys would really, really enjoy it. And I was surprised how much I really a enjoyed comedy? it. Comedy. 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 What did I say? Comky?
2: No, no, no. I'm just saying it's a comedy. Yeah, it's a comedy. Oh, it looks so dramatic.
0: No, no. It's a comedy. It's just, that's And why then I, w- I guess
2: because like Catholicism and going no, back to my catholic school days
0: and i think uh (laughs) it just
2: seems very like
0: and they they religious and for jenny they redid the entire Sistine chapel for the movie well oh wow and it looks because they couldn't obviously film it yeah they
2: couldn't film in there so
0: it was really really great uh number seven is a movie i just saw recently hush hush it's Probably, I mean, we're going to do a horror episode in the next few weeks, and I think it's one of the best horror movies since 2000. It's really, really good because there's minimal dialogue. Uh, the Who's the the, the main girl? He's she's from, Siegel. She, so she plays uh, someone that's deaf, and she's being stalked the whole movie by this killer, <laughs> trying to kill her. And it just, the cat and mouse game throughout the entire movie is really, really solid. And, and Flanagan's directing is awesome as well. And then my number six is... One of the three movies that is not a Netflix original movie, but was distributed by Netflix, Annihilation. Oh, the Natalie Portman film. Uh-huh. Uh huh. It is. You saw it with me. Back in, I liked it. I think it's great. It's such a. It's a psychological thriller. It's a sci-fi for the, movie. It's a sci-fi movie. It's so great. All the leads are great in it, and I think a lot it leaves, of strong
2: female leads. Yeah,
0: and I think it leaves you wondering, like who's who at the end of the movie i don't want to get into too much spoiler
2: almost like the thing
0: yeah exactly and then uh for anyone that wants to know it was released by paramount pictures in the u.s but its international distribution was netflix so Ry, give us your five through two
3: five through two all right number five dolomite is my name yes like you said eddie murphy's comeback that's all you need to say about that movie um number four jim and andy um you said it best. Uh, really great documentary. Um, really just diving into just Jim Carrey's, uh, how much he d- dove into the character. And when he also played the other character that uh, Andy Kaufman played, I can't uh, think of what the guy's name is. I apologize. That was also hilarious. Um, number three, Marriage Story. And number two, Uncut Gems. Yes, you Oh fucking done
0: i love you ryan and hold your <laughs> thoughts just hold your thoughts for one second
3: all right
0: <laughs> jennifer
2: well how do i follow that so <laughs> let's, let's talk about the kissing booth <laughs> so, that's, <laughs> so that's my number five the kissing booth again another fun teen romance comedy is and that, like is that a ya I would say it's YA. I mean, I feel like it's just like women in their twenties and thirties watching this, but, um, (laughs) yeah, I don't know. It's, It's very like nostalgic, I guess, like for teen romances and like things I used to read or watch like on TV, like you'd have like Dawson's Creek on and like things. So just like the drama of like young love and all this stuff. And then sometimes too, I'm watching this and I'm like, oh my God, just communicate. Like just tell them what you're feeling. (laughs) And then I'm like, okay, but you know what? I'm 32. So I need to remember what it was like when I was like 15 and having my first boyfriend or something and then like no I didn't communicate that well like I but I know things now at 32 that I didn't know then so um, anyway the kissing booth is good kissing booth 2 just came out there's gonna be a third one which I don't know if I necessarily agree but it's fine because we're gonna get to see more of this other guy that they introduced into that I like so question I'm in
0: why is the kissing booth 2 almost two and a half hours
2: I don't know but I I was okay with it. Okay. I was fine.
0: It didn't hurt it. It
2: didn't really drag. I think there were things that you could have cut from it that we didn't necessarily need. But I don't think it completely hurt it because I didn't really feel like I didn't feel bored gotcha. during it. Um, my number four is to all the boys i loved before another <laughs> teen romance. Um, but the books, I have yet to read the books, but I hear the books are really good and I own them. So I'm looking forward to doing that really good. I love seeing John Corbett as the dad. Um, So, and then my number three is always be my maybe. So I love Ali Ali Wong, Randall Park. Um, cute chemistry from the movie. Ali Wong is hilarious. Um, the whole movie is really good. And then my number two is the Irish. (gasps) number two? It's number two. Sorry, Dave. It's not number one. When you see what my number one is, you're not going to agree, probably, but it's cool. I'll
0: probably get it though, right? We do
2: this every week. Yep. I don't think you're going to get my number one. No. Okay. I don't know. You could guess, but no. I don't think so because I don't even think you've watched it. I'm. I will.
0: Can I preface that I'm shocked you like the Irishman as much as you did?
2: I did like that. I love mob movies, and it's Martin Scorsese, so I love Marty
0: and Al Pacino.
2: Yes, love Al Pacino. <laughs> no, I do. I like Al Pacino, but I'm not quite. I'm not. Up his butt the way David yeah, no, is. I, I, so,
0: I, live up there.
2: Um, but no, The Irishman I thought was really good, and we got to see it when it was at the um New York Film Festival at the world premiere. Yeah, so like that was really cool. I think also seeing it like. The I, there's screen. nothing like seeing it on the big screen, to be honest. So like whenever people get into these conversations, will movie theaters go out? I don't think all movie. I think they may become scarcer, but I don't think movie theaters will be 100% gone because there's nothing like watching it on a big screen in a theater. And Not we miss that and we haven't been able to do that for months. Um, So you, then you realize how much you miss it but anyway the Irishman was just really really good I think you know even with the CGI that they did I think they did their best for the technology you could never do that years ago and so like they did what they could we got to see this progression um the friendship the family life all of the consequences of all the choices they made
0: how did you deal with the length
2: I was fine with the length because I think because I knew it was going to be a long movie um so I didn't, you know, I didn't expect it to be an hour and a half. And then most of Marty's movies are on a, about the longer hours. side; yeah, they're about three hours. So I think because I'm already used to and I know oh. the director well, that I expect it. Um, so yeah, so The Irishman.
1: Awesome. All right, Meg. All right. So now that I'm looking at my list, I kind of regret putting Gerald's Game at number six. I kind of wish I threw it further down, like high or higher up, I should say. But um, number five, I put Marriage Story. Uh, you know, we've already talked about it a little bit, you know, it's realistic, it's heart-wrenching, um, not many movies make you feel such a range of emotions within a single scene, and y'all know which scene I'm talking about? Yep. Um, you know, usually divorce is kind of glossed over in movies, but it really portrays well just the wave of emotions that divorce can cause, you know, one day you're fine, two seconds later you could be bawling your eyes out, you know, at anything, at the drop of a hat. Um, definitely, one of the netflix movies i cried the most at uh number four extremely wicked shockingly evil and vile once again zach efron proves just how like versatile of an actor he is like stepping further and further away from his high school musical days and despite loving this constantly being shirtless
0: (laughs) he (laughs) Um, was so i i was i guess i was was more disappointed by it except zach efron he's so so good in this movie
1: I hope he is brilliant. Yep. Um you know and it was released at a perfect time during the hype of serial killers so it fed into the crime loving junkies and it just like it doesn't just show like it doesn't follow your typical serial killer movie trope but rather it shows a different side of Bundy and how scarily charming and persu- persuasive he could be. Um, um Meg
0: is that around yeah. the same time that the uh, Bundy tapes
1: came out It, S- it you was the same year and I, if I'm not mistaken it was like within like maybe a month or two of each other.
0: I'm going to a quick recommendation. If you ever have a chance to Jenny and I saw this. It's about a serial killer as well from the 70s. We saw it the Tribeca Film Festival. My name is Dahmer.
1: I wanted to see that. I haven't it's, had a
2: chance
0: to. It's really, really solid stuff. It's actually based on a comic book that was written by yeah. his friend. Hmm. Yeah.
2: Well, I think the friend wrote a book and then I think they turned it into a graphic uh, novel. Okay. And I it, think that's where it was.
0: And it's not Dahmer during his heyday. If no, want to call it heyday he's, it play,
2: he's played by ross lynch
0: yep so it's about it's about pretty much how he developed into the person that he eventually kills all these
1: women oh so it's like a prequel almost yeah exactly yeah that's a good way to look at it okay, worth worth see you put it that way i'm going to be into it because i love prequels nice um <clears throat> number three i put murder mystery it's one of adam sandler's best uh, better films of the past decade and it, you know, he and Aniston just really work well together, especially after like just go with it. And I really liked it because I felt like an open world adaptation of Clue. Jen loves. I Clue. love Clue. See, then there you go. It's <laughs> it's it, it just like I just liked it because you know, yeah, it was kind of predictable, but I liked that you didn't know where we were going next, and just like each location just got crazier and crazier, and that's why I really enjoyed it. Awesome. Um, number two, I put Bird Box. I loved its premise, but unfortunately, it didn't hit its full potential. And with two hours of film, it could have done a bit more to flesh out its characters. Um, it was the reason I put it up so high is actually the first Netflix original movie I ever watched.
2: Oh, OK. Oh, okay.
1: So it's, it's got a special place in my heart. I, um, I mean, it also, like, it just immediately became meme worthy. Oh, like, yeah. It, big time. Proving its popularity. In addition to remember those bird box challenges. Yes. Like so the fact that a movie can cause all of that like that says something. I
0: I think I personally would have liked it more if it didn't come out the same year as A Quiet Place.
1: I agree 100%. If it was even a year difference it yep. would have been so much better. Agree. Um and I actually just found out like yesterday that there's actually going to be a sequel to it. Yes. I, I oh, called really? Mallory. Yeah. yeah, called Mallory. Is it You think but Netflix she's is going to Yeah, is she in it, Meg?
0: From what you yeah. saw? Yeah, Sandra
2: Bullock.
0: Oh. Honestly, it makes sense with all the That was one of their highest rate viewed films like Uh ever. So it makes sense. Yeah, but
2: I don't know. All right.
0: So that was your number two? That was my number two. Awesome. So my number five is El Camino, a Breaking Bad movie ah mm. oh, shit i can't believe i forgot that you terrible person Ryan.
1: um you know or, anytime we do a countdown i always look forward to ryan saying oh shit
0: <laughs> what did i tell you Meg, when you first came on board <sighs> ryan is the <sighs> gift that keeps on giving you did say that um so with el camino and I, I i can see what you guys think i think breaking bad for me is the greatest series finale i've ever seen because it was such it was a show that you really didn't, couldn't put together how possibly they could end it brilliantly, and I think the end of Breaking Bad is fantastic. There's nothing touches it for me. So, the fact that we have a movie, I'm like, oh man, like where could they possibly go? I hope they don't bring Walter White back. And but the fact that we're able to see Jesse's, I guess it's like 24 to 48 hours uh, after he escapes, is really such a smart move. And the fact you're still able to bring in Brian Cranston in a throwback scene, which is one of the best scenes of the entire series and movie. Just seeing why he does what he does. I think it's so great. Aaron Paul is fantastic. And you find more reasons to hate Todd. You, you, I never thought I could hate Todd more, but <laughs> the movie made it happen. My number four is The Five Bloods, Spike Lee's latest joint. The Five Bloods, I had to watch that by myself. I wish Jenny would have seen it with me because I think she would have liked it. It's not a war film. I'll watch it. It's not a war. I
2: like Spike Lee.
0: Yeah, it's not a war film. It's pretty much about friendship. And the fact that Delroy Lindo, and I'm really not going to get into it because I just want everyone that hasn't seen it to really take, take it all in. The fact that Delroy Lindo plays a Trump supporter, mm. you find out, and he wears a MAGA hat throughout the movie. His performance is probably my favorite of the year so far, and I hope he gets an Oscar nomination. He has so much pain and shows what happens when... You go to war and he gets spit back out into the world with nothing else. And he listens to someone's ideologies that, you know, are for some weak-minded individuals. And he just takes it all in. And it's just it's such a powerful film. It's really, really great. It's about two and a half hours. Nothing, nothing you know, too crazy. And then my number three is Hell or High Water, which... Thanks to Jenny's list that she provided me, I confirmed that it was actually a Netflix distributed internationally. Hello, I Water was a movie, a little movie that I actually saw right around the time Jenny and I started dating. And it's about, it's a neo noir modern Western about two brothers that are bank robbers. And one is a controlled bank robber. Pretty much he robs the banks. And that's as far as he goes. He has a brother, Ben Foster, who's played by Ben Foster, who's pretty much off the rocker. And they have such a difference in ideologies that you eventually see them quote unquote clash in a way. It's really well made. It's such a great movie. Great cinematography. And my number two now, Ryan, we can talk about it is Uncut Gems. Right on. (laughs) So distributed by A24 originally and then internationally by Netflix. So Ryan, you just saw it for the first time. I'm going to step back. What did you think?
3: I thought it was a nice ride. It was really well done. I think it was Adam Sandler's best movie. Um, I did not see that fucking yep. end coming. Me yep. mean, Casey yep. saw it for the first time. We are both like, holy shit. Yep, That's exactly
0: <laughs> what Jenny and I did at the theater.
3: <laughs> um, no, it was just a really well done movie. I, I have to say it was the most I cared for a single basketball game. <laughs> I hate you. I hate you for
0: that. <laughs> um, yeah, I felt the same way. I don't think Adam Sandler will ever do anything that good ever again. <laughs> he it's the best it's outside of joaquin it was my it just shows when he tries how good he can be it's so good he actually won best actor at the indie spirit awards for uncut gems and he actually said that he's like usually people don't bring me serious things because i'm i'm you know it's difficult to be in a serious role when you've done all these comedies for years but the fact that they actually gave him the shot and he killed it. His performance is so it's actually like kind of heartbreaking how he just can't let go of the gambling addiction.
2: Oh yeah, absolutely. Mm. But yeah,
0: Uncut Gems, unbelievable film. And I and Meg, if you haven't seen it, it's on Netflix, I highly, 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 highly recommend it. It's Oh, I have it. Oh, you have it. Have you seen it yet? Or Yes. That's fantastic. <laughs> All right, cool. So let's get to our number ones. And Ryan and I have our same number one, so I guess we can kick it off. Yep. All right. So my number one is The Irishman. Ryan, your number one is The Irishman. Correct. Great. <laughs> so it's actually, uh, I love The Irishman so much. It's actually, I think, in my top four Mars Scorsese films, or it's four or five Morris Scorsese films, I think it's such a beautiful story of what Jen said, friendship, and the fact that it's not just a typical mom movie, I think because it really concentrates on their relationship like yeah. Jimmy Hoffa and uh Robert De Niro's character and I think the shining light Al Pacino's fantastic I think he's my he's my favorite performance outside of this person Joe Pesci
2: Joe Pesci yeah Joe oh, Pesci he mm-hmm. stole the show
0: because he's everything you did not expect him to be he's subdued but he's menacing despite the fact that he's subdued he doesn't do it over the top like he does in Goodfellas. But
2: he's magnetic. Mm-hmm.
1: Magnetic.
0: That's a good almost. one.
2: He's very and if I'm like... not mistaken. Oh, go ahead. Go, no, 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 go no,
0: ahead, so. Meg.
1: No, if I'm not mistaken, didn't he come out of retirement for this?
0: He did. He Marty did. Marty asked him to come out of retirement and it was well worth it.
2: I think it's a good almost swan song, right, for him. Like mm. if this is and this is likely the last thing it, he's yeah. going to do. I think yeah. this was to end it on such a high note. Is, mm-hmm. is
0: amazing and i mean he got an oscar nomination he, he was Randy Warren gotland he got nominated by everyone he got crit- a lot of critics award uh al pacino me being an al pacino fan i even like his garbage like simone so i i just watch anything pacino the fact that he was so good in this despite jenny thinking he's just being loud
2: he's being al pacino he's, he's so al good
0: pacino. and robert de niro probably but the best okay. he's been in forever the yeah. three of them were fantastic and it's yeah, it's my number one Netflix film. Uh, Rai, what do you want to add?
3: Uh, you took the words right out of my mouth. It's <laughs> really well done. Um, you don't I personally didn't feel the time whatsoever. Um, yeah, I enjoyed the film throughout.
0: Did you watch it once or did you
3: Yeah, I watched it once through and easy watch.
0: Awesome. All right, Jen, what's your number one?
2: Set it up. <laughs>
0: What? No, but that is such a good movie. What, what is "Set It Up"?
2: Set it up. It's good. It's uh. Hold so on. we have Zoe. I Zoe, thought you were asking
3: David to set it
2: up. No, 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 no. <laughs> the movie's called "Set It Up." It's a uh, Zoe Deutsch, Dutch. Deutsch. Yeah, Deutsch. Deutsch. Um and Glenn, is it Glenn Powell? Yes, Glenn Powell, Tay Diggs. Um, my God, Lucy Lou in it. It's really good. Uh, Zoe plays like an assistant and then it's like a romantic. It's another romantic comedy, guys. But it was really, really good. And I know that a lot. It was trending on Netflix for a long time. And I feel like I could relate. I've had I've been an assistant and I've had really bad bosses like that. And so I could relate to everything that they went through, even though I didn't really have an office romance. But I guess one can dream and live through the movie. So it was just fun. It was a lighthearted comedy little cheesy at times but it was good and i like zoe and everything that she does
0: mm-hmm. all done all right meg take us home what's your number one
2: all right um i'm actually now mad i didn't put set it up as one of my
1: movies <laughs> but my number one is actually six underground with ryan reynolds
0: gotcha okay
1: so, combine Michael Bay with Mission Impossible, and you get Six Underground. That's the best way to describe it. Um, um typical Michael Bay film, tons of explosions, you know, the bigger the better. And like one of my other movies on this list, uh, like with The Babysitter, it doesn't try to be serious, it knows how ridiculous it is, and the first 30 minutes is the craziest car chase I've ever seen. It's such a high-octane ride, you never know what to expect.
4: Awesome.
1: Um, and despite, it, the, the plot is semi-lackluster... But it's really entertaining regardless. It makes you want to know more about uh, Reynolds' character and how the whole organization came to be a part of it despite the quick, uh, the quick snippets that we were shown. Awesome.
0: All right. So that wraps everything up for this week. Great episode, guys. Next week, Meg is going to teach us all a lesson on video game adaptations. <laughs> and I am going to rave about how much I love Super Mario Brothers. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: and i will like just walk away
0: (laughs) until then see you at the movies kids